0: You're listening to episode 18 of the Destiny by Degree podcast, where I talk about my greatest manifestation and how it came to fruition recently, and just everything that one went into creating this, as well as really what it means for my life now and what's coming up next. So if you want to find out what this manifestation actually was, or create and manifest some really crazy things in your own life, then this episode is for you. Stay tuned. I'm Ashley Linkwich, and at the age of 23, I had moved across the world, had a successful engineering career, and was incredibly unhappy. I knew that changing my life had to start from within, so I quit my job and made it my mission to not only create a life by design for myself, but help other young professionals do the same. So if you're feeling unfulfilled, want more out of life, or want to eliminate a sense of obligation to your degree, then this podcast is for you because you're going to learn how to transform yourself in order to transform your life. You're listening to the Destiny by Degree podcast, and I'm glad you're here. Hello, incredible people. Oh my God. Oh my God. I cannot believe... That I am recording this episode. I have been thinking about this for ages, about what I would even talk about, about what it would look like, about the whole thing. I was just, I don't know, it's still surreal. And I mean, the official announcement hasn't been made yet as I record this, but it will have been by the time that this episode is posted. So it'll be official and um, things are still moving forward. So anyways, you're probably like, Ash, just get into it. What, what the fuck has actually happened in your life? So if you guys have been um, with me or following me for a long, for a decent amount of time, like at least since the beginning of 2020, you'll know that in January, I quit my job as, um, as a supervisor and engineer for an aerospace foundry because it was just making me miserable. There's no simpler way to put it other than I was just really unhappy. And I put it out to the universe that, you know what? There has to be a way for me to stay in Australia because when I gave up that job or when I quit that job, I also gave up my sponsorship to stay in the country. And so it was January. I had a visa until June and I needed to figure out a way to find something else. And so as I've mentioned on previous episodes... I actually created an opportunity or an opportunity just showed up in my life for a three-month contract as an analyst for another manufacturing company where I was able to really like do everything that I love when it comes to analytics and engineering and not only do the analytics work but develop all of these applications, streamline all of these processes so many different things, um, and that was local. So in the company I'm in right now, they are undergoing a massive restructure, a massive restructure. We're talking laying off like 550 people. So not a small feat, which was a bit worrisome for me because despite having done all of the, the work that I have and being really proud of that work... um. I was still relying on this company to sponsor my visa, so also if you've been if you've been following me, you may or may not know that the company actually agreed to sponsor my visa, which is insane insane because it's a very long and tedious process as well um, as an expensive one for the business um yeah, so incredibly grateful for that plus on top of it, covid happened, which is actually a blessing for me because. Since the visa takes so long to apply for, COVID actually extended the time that I was allowed to stay in the country. So just blessings on blessings on blessings, as, was it, Big Sean says in this song. Blessings on blessings on blessings is how I have been feeling recently. And in this company restructure, a lot of um, new positions came up, and one of them was it's I, I like, it's even hard to just say it because it's crazy. And the National Industrial Engineering Manager. So that would be kind of like third in line in the company. So there's basically the, um, the executive managing director at the top. And then there's a few people below him um, that manage different areas like, you know, finance, operations, et cetera, et cetera. And then underneath that, There was this national industrial engineering manager role. And when I read the description, I was like, damn, that sounds exactly like what I'm doing right now. And that sounds exactly up my alleyway and exactly what, what I would want to do. And so, sure enough, on Friday, I got a call saying that I was successful. And I will be promoted to the National Industrial Engineering Manager of Australia's second largest steel company. So picture this for a minute, people. In January, not even in January, in February when I started with this company, I was a kid off the street because I was on contract. So I was literally through an agency. So they didn't even onboard me into their company. I was just this this agency worker on a three-month contract. And then um, now, five, six months later, I'll be the National Industrial Engineering Manager. What? That's crazy. That is just, that is just mad. And I, God, there's so many ways I want to go with this, with this episode. So a few things. I really want to talk about ways of being that brought me to this position, as well as how I've been able to manifest not only the job, but um my sponsorship and visa visa stuff as well, and what's up next for me? So first, I'll talk about what's up next. So one, I mean stepping into this role is going to be massive in terms of the new identity that I'll be stepping into, which I'll get into in a minute. But as well, the opportunity here is that I get to move interstate interstate, which means that I can work from either Brisbane, Sydney, or Melbourne. I'm not really interested in living in Sydney. Um, which is so funny because I saw Medium a few we- few months ago, and she said that I would be working in Sydney towards the end of the year, but I don't really like Sydney, so I would turn it into online stuff, which is actually hilarious given the situation now and a bit weird as well. Um, so I'm actually going to be moving to Brisbane. So fingers crossed that these COVID restrictions ease up soon because as soon as the borders open to Queensland, your girl is out of here. Bruce Vegas, here I come, okay, so really, really excited for that, so before I even get into the identity stuff, and I know, as per usual, this is a bit all over the place, but I really want to make sure that I hammer home on these main points of who was I being in order to create this, how did I manifest it, and the new identity that I'm stepping into so going into who I had to be in order to make this happen, so In previous episodes, I've talked about Jim Fortin's be-do-have versus have-do-be model. And that's all about how a lot of us are often saying, when I have X, I'll do Y, and then I'll be happy, or I'll be successful, or I'll be grateful. Once I have and then do those things, which is actually completely backwards thinking, And instead it's that be, do, have, who do I need to be in order to do what I need to do to have success, to have happiness, to have, or to have like external things like money or the job that I want or et cetera, et cetera. That was my main focus going into this role. So one, I mean, I had nothing to lose. I was bound to leave the country anyways, had no sponsorship. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to give her as they say in canada just give her and i did so who i was was consistent committed dedicated um constantly learning so i was constantly challenging myself and pushing myself to be better and that was my way of being that which led into the doing because it was like okay if i was actually committed to this what would i do well i would you know watch youtube videos on developing apps or i would challenge myself to do these other things, or I would build solutions based on what I knew the solution had to be versus what I knew. So that was, that was a big one was not building a solution based on the knowledge I had, but getting, taking my knowledge to the level that suited the solution I knew I needed to build. Okay. So that, that was massive and really looking at, yeah, who do I need to be in all areas of my life? Um, which is what brought me all of the success in this role and and launching national applications and holistic reports and all of these different things um, that I was able to do while I was in this role. As well as just saying yes. Saying yes when people would ask me if I was able to do something. Like often, I mean, especially in this role because I've never developed apps before, done anything like it. It was a lot of people asking me, hey, can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? And I'm like, look, I have no idea how to, but yes, I know it's possible and I know I will figure out a way And being committed to that. And this actually came up in my interview for this national industrial engineering manager role. A lot, it wasn't even about what I had done before, but it was about who I was in doing it. And I was able to really reiterate the point about my character in that, look, when I'm committed to something, like I am committed to it, whether that's I'm um, committed to developing my skills or or whatnot, as well as a way of being of having integrity and being driven. Um, I talked a lot about my values of adventure and change and challenge and all of these different things. So Even at a top level of management, they weren't looking really like, of course, they, they know what I've been able to produce for their company in the past, but it was a lot about who I was. And even when my manager called me, my new manager called me to, to offer me the position, he said, the world is your oyster. We hired you for your independence as well. And, and how you're just willing to take everything on, not take everything on without boundaries, but to, to see what the solution needs to be, and then build up towards that, or do what you need to do, or be who you need to be to do what you need to do to create that solution. And I hope that that is that is making sense. So it's really a lot a lot about who I was being in that role in order to create the results that I did, as well as the way of being that they saw me as in order to offer me this position or want to offer me this position. So, next, I want to talk about the manifestation techniques that I use and creating a clearing for um, success in life. So, a couple different points here. If you guys listened to the episode about me leaving my previous engineering job, you would have heard me talk a lot about creating a clearing, an energetic clearing. So, when I was in that role, because I was so upset and so miserable all the time, and I was just drained emotionally, my quote unquote vibration, it's not quote unquote, it just is, my vibration was super low, super low, in the dumps low. Whereas once I released that and left that job, my vibration instantly went up a few points because, okay, maybe I wasn't super happy or super grateful, but I was no longer in those low vibration states of like shame and guilt and hate Whereas, yeah, so I was able to bump it up a few notches. And then what really took it to the next level was getting into a state of gratitude, which is like the highest, one of the highest vibrational frequencies that you can be in. And so really moving into that. And some days, honestly, I wasn't really feeling in the mood for gratitude, but I would just look at, I would say I'm grateful for, you know, what I would say is dumb dumb shit, but it's not dumb. Like I'd be like, oh, I'm grateful for my hair. I'm grateful for my body. I'm grateful for the roads to drive on. I'm grateful for my car. I'm grateful for this food that I get to eat. Grateful for water. And just constantly being in that state of gratitude, even if I didn't feel like it, it was a way of being was in gratitude. And that's when stuff really started to turn around for me was, I mean, when I created this position or it just came came into my life and created these opportunities and all these different people started coming into my life and visas and and different things, it came from that state of gratitude. Because the key with manifesting anything in your life is thinking about, okay, how would I feel once I create this? So once it's already shown up in my life, whether that's a sponsorship or a new job or a relationship, how would I feel? And then feeling that right now before you have it. That is the key. It's that be, do, have methodology that really underlies every manifestation. So whether that's, oh, man, I'd be really grateful, or I'd be really excited, or I'd be really proud of myself, feel that right now. And that was the key for me, especially with this new job, was I was really excited. I started, I started looking at um, Brisbane Apartments, and I started writing a list of all of the things that I was excited about and grateful for. And then sure enough, it just comes. It just comes. And it's the same with my sponsorship. Um, I used to have sticky notes on my, on my computer at my last job that said, you know, I'm so grateful that my permanent residency has been granted. And even though I don't have permanent residency yet, like a sponsorship is just as good. And so all of these different things, but it's all about, okay, what would you feel if that was to come into your life? So if you were to manifest that and then feeling that right now. So I could, I could give you, you know, 10, the 10 steps to manifestation, but that's it. That's, that's the underlying step is feeling that high vibration frequency as if it's already here, as well as knowing that you're worth it because a lot of self-worth stuff will come up, especially as you're stepping into this new identity as someone who's being this person or um, being, yeah, being this person and and doing these things, these harder things and these scarier things. So often I would get onto onto these meetings with all of the national managers and I'm presenting my work and this is coming from a girl that, A month prior, I had no idea how to build an app. And now I'm presenting my apps and presenting dashboards. And I was really scared. I was really, really scared. But it was a matter of just stepping into that, stepping through the fear and being like, okay, if I I was already at the level that I wanted to be at, how would I be showing up right now? And stepping into that identity. Which brings me to... The next point of this episode is about stepping into that new identity. So, it's not about changing who you are, but it's about okay, what level of Ashley, or what what would Ashley look like that already has these things, and stepping into that. So again, it's that backwards thinking of who do I need to be, um, in order to create this, and it's okay. Like there are aspects I'm going to talk about in terms of identity that I don't feel like I'm fully in yet. Um, but now this this job is going to kind of help shuttle me into that identity as well. And there's nothing wrong with that. But there is a huge aspect of looking and understanding that all, everything that you want is already yours. It's It's completely possible for you to have it, but it's a matter of okay, what does the, Ash, the level of Ashley look like or level of of whoever look like that has achieved those things and stepping into that? So for me, this new identity of I ultimately being an executive in this, or I guess high, higher level in this company will include moving interstate and really having a lifestyle over there that not only supports who I am in terms of my highest values of adventure and fun. So I mean, I don't really own much except a kayak and a bike and my golf. So everything's just going to, you know, get strapped to the golf and go up. Um, But creating a lifestyle that really supports that as well as like a a healthy work environment, um, making sure that all of my clients, like coaching clients are taken care of, and I'm still growing that aspect of my life and my own self-development does it mean that I invest in another coach for myself um, to take me to that next level in terms of my professional development as well as my own ways of being? Because even though I'm a coach as well, we all still have blind spots. And looking at, okay, yeah, who, who do I need to be? What would that level of Ashley do? What, what would she eat? What would, she, um, what would her daily routine look like? And really stepping into that. And I know it's hard for us sometimes to be like, oh Amen, but that's not me right now. Um, so I'm just not going to do those things. But in order to create that next level you, you have to step into those things. How would you show up in meetings? How would you show up in your day to day? Yeah. What would you eat? Would you fuel your body? Would you exercise? Like, where would you live? What what would your apartment look like? And so that's really what I'm focused on in this next step is creating this identity um, creating this next level ash that fits with, with the career that I've already created through my way of being in my work um, that also supports the other aspects of my life. So to reiterate a few points, which I'm sure you're getting at this at this stage, is that it's all about who you are. It has nothing to do with what you're doing because if the being does not match the doing, then the doing won't last very long. As in, you can only force action for so long before it's um, not in your identity, which I know I've talked about with the example of smoking. It would be very hard for me to force myself to smoke cigarettes because I'm not at an identity level a smoker. I'm not a smoker. So it would be very hard. it's the same with any action, so creating that as a way of being at your core identity level is what will make the action easier because it's just who you are. It's just what you do. And from there, you're able to create whatever you want, as well as who would I have to be to make this happen, um, whether that's manifesting or in your job or, or otherwise. Um, and the example I gave was about developing solutions for my company I was never developing solutions based on the level of knowledge that I had. I was growing my knowledge to the level of solution that I needed to build. So I would sit there and I would say, okay, if I knew everything about this, what would I want this to look like? And I would just have no idea how to actually make it look like that, but I would figure it out. And that's where some of my best work actually happened. Most of it, I would say. In terms of manifestation, everything in our life is actually a manifestation. If you've listened to, I think, episode eight, where I talk a lot about spirituality and woo-woo and manifestation, I know I've said it there as well, is that everything in our life is a manifestation of how we're feeling in our vibration because we're literally attracting that, that similar vibration into our life. And so, it's about thinking, okay, when I actually manifest this and when I create this, how will I feel? What will I do? Who will I be? And then creating that right now. So it's that completely backwards thinking yet again. And you know what? Sometimes that just starts with gratitude. Like like I said, I would be grateful for my hair, grateful for my fingernails, grateful for the leaves on the trees. Like, it doesn't matter. It's just about getting that that vibrational state up even when you're not feeling like it or when your external environment doesn't reflect. Because the thing is, is that your external environment cannot change until you change because it is simply a reflection of the vibration that you are holding and what you're attracting into your life, whether that's your bank account or your job or your relationships. They are all a reflection of you and what you're attracting. Finally, it was all about stepping into that new identity, which again is about who do I need to be in order to make this happen. But yeah, there are certain aspects where it's like, okay, for me to be at that top level of management, what does that level of Ashley look like? Well, maybe she eats a certain way, or maybe she exercises this or does these sorts of things, which honestly, it won't be looking much different to who I am now. Maybe maybe some dressier clothes and a couple new pairs of shoes or something like that. But it was all about stepping into that identity for me in order to create the external environment to match that identity. So I hope that you're really getting here that your external will not change until your internal changes and your external actually matches your internal state and vibration. So cats out of the bag. Ashley has gone from... An off the street contractor in February to um, top level management in less than six months, and that is not that is all about ways of being people. I I don't know what else to say. I in my coaching, I always try and walk the talk. I I would never advise anyone or give advice or coach on anything that I haven't experienced myself. And I think that this is just yet another manifestation of this work at play. As well, um, to end the podcast, I want to talk about just this quick element of surrender. So I've been reading or had had read this book, which many of you have probably heard of, called The Surrender Experiment. And that's ultimately what I've been doing in my life is just surrendering, When my ego gets scared or I just feel like I don't really want to do something, and that's not to say like not crossing boundaries, like boundaries are a whole different thing, but our ego tries to keep us in the place that we are right now. And so like I said earlier about showing up at those meetings, like really, really scared or scared to put my work out there or do different things, it's like, hold on, I have to move past that surrender to the process, show up as who I am wholly and completely in that new way of being and then go from there. And this surrender has taken me on this crazy, crazy roller coaster in the last, you know, six months, six, eight months to now being sponsored and becoming the National Industrial Engineering Manager for this insane, insane company. So, Look, I hope that you stay tuned for this journey. And thank you for sticking with me um, this far, thus far on this journey. It has been absolutely wild. And, you know, as as I coach others, I'm also learning and growing and evolving myself. So I really appreciate you being along for the ride. Now, before we go, I did want to mention that in the next few weeks, I will be launching this eight-week beta program for 20 founding members. So what that is, is it's an eight-week transformational program um, that my one-to-one clients are currently going through as well to really test out and make the program more robust and give me feedback on it. And we go through all of the major transformational topics that have really pivoted my my life, whether that's identities, stories, commitment, self-integrity, all of these different things, And so what I'm offering is, as a founding member, if you're one of these 20 people, to not only go through the group program at a heavily, heavily discounted rate, but also to have lifetime access to the course so that you can keep going through it as it grows and evolves into a larger program. So if that is something that you're interested in, then please let me know. Just shoot me an email, shoot me a message, and I will get you on the list um, to start with us here in a few weeks. Otherwise, thank you all for listening. Thanks for being on this episode, and I will talk to you on the next one. Stay well. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Destiny by Degree podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review so we can continue to help other young professionals transform and grow you can get in contact with me on my Instagram at ash.link or via email to hello at ashleylinkwich.com. I'll see you on the next episode.